Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to the Bean for Wednesday. First with yesterday's news, I and Glenn ZFB. We're looking back at Tuesday, and um, we uh, have we are we have we got a sort of a town versus country divide happening with the issues coming up to this election. Farmers versus townies. Um, the the Auckland Harbour Bridge uh, was closed yesterday morning. <laughs> uh, uh, Trump and his ability to do nicknames. Marcus wants a word about that, and Kate's very worried about websites. It's like she's just discovered the internet recently. Anyway, we'll get into that uh, at the end of the pod. But at the beginning of the pod, uh, Gary McIver wants to know who you're going to vote for. I think or something. But have National got what it takes to deliver? I, on the face of it, the policies look okay. Have they got the people that can, can that can deliver on it? I think they're in the same boat as Labour. It's you know, if I wasn't female, I probably wouldn't vote. But as a woman, given that so many women around the world are dying for the right to vote, I feel I have to. It's a sorry bunch we have to choose from, that's for sure, isn't it? Oh eight hundred eighty ten eighty is the number to call. Do an hour on politics if you so wish, just in the face of the latest poll and how you're deciding where you're going to be voting. It was interesting looking at those people who uh, approve of Judith Collins as leader, those who are more likely than average to approve of how Collins was handling her job, were... People with annual household incomes of between one hundred and one hundred and fifty thousand, men aged thirty-five to fifty-four, people seventy and over, and New Zealand Europeans, which you'd have to say is the News Talk ZB Kerry McIver Morning Show. Out you come. Oh, Kerry, way to alienate your entire audience uh, right off the bat. The beginning of the show, I love it. Give them a little poke. It's fun stuff. Um. I wonder if more townies or more country people rang in. Yeah, I've lived in the city all my life, but I've never felt that 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 people hate farmers or, or don't like them, you know, too much. Um, and I wonder whether the real divide is not so much between the uh, people in the city and the country, but it's it's between the people in the country and the politicians, who um, particularly those you know who are more climate focused, who are wanting to um, sort of blame the farmers for a lot of things and impose some pretty um, tough rules on them. And, uh, I, I mean, I guess I, I would acknowledge, and, and I'm actually a plant-based eater myself, um, that the sort of meat and dairy farming is, is actually pretty pretty damaging um, ecologically. But, um, you know, I think it's also, from an economic point of view, farming has been has been the backbone of our country and it's probably saved our bacon uh, to, to be a pun but saved our bacon <laughs> over this COVID situation and um, you know we've really from an economic point of view we've got to support uh, support the farmers and I think help them make the changes um, you know rather than imposing rules and penalising them it's more of a you know assisting them to do it and supporting them to do it because it's really such an important 
industry for our country. I, I guess I, I'm always resistant to an idea, as I said this a few minutes ago, that, that you either think one thing or you think the complete opposite. You know, the, this notion that there are two views about any given topic, and as I say, you've either got one view or the other, as in what I mean with this one is that you're an urbanite who thinks that all farming and all farmers uh, don't care about the environment, uh, or you are in a rural sector and you think that all urbanites um, hate you. Yeah, see, Tim makes an excellent point there. Uh, there's not always just two views. Um, you can be like me, and on the vast majority of issues, have no view at all. Because you just can't be bothered thinking that hard about it. So don't, we don't rule out people like me who will end up voting on election day however their wives tell them to. Um, how's that bridge going, eh? Bit windy yesterday. Shut. How far off closure is the bridge right now? Um, well, the good news is that the wind's died down quite a bit mm. and um, so we don't think we'll be closing um, down any lanes or the bridge at the moment. The, the forecast is actually looking pretty good right out through to the weekend at the moment, so... Um, which is a bit of a relief. Actually. Fantastic. So, uh, would yeah. you, if, if there was a wind up at the moment, would you be more conservative than usual given the damage to the bridge? Oh, no, absolutely. And look, that's why we closed the bridge this morning. Um, the, the main concern was any other damage to the bridge while we've got the temporary fix in place. So, um, and look, we're, we're fully aware when we close it, the disruption it causes. So, we, you know, it's a big decision for us to close the bridge, and it was this morning, but... Um, we had wind gusts coming through at about 98k uh, this morning, so that, that was the driver for actually closing it. Um, Neil, uh, uh, yeah. there are reports that the permanent fix for the the bridge could be in place by the end of the week. Is that the case? Yeah, it's looking pretty it's looking pretty positive actually because we're ahead of schedule, um, and it's a two stage approach. So I think it's, it's important to understand that. So um, there's two things that we have to do. One is we have to put a new fabricated part on the bridge. Um, and then the second thing is we need to retention the bridge. Yeah, this is the first I'd heard about this retensioning thing last night. Um, I had no idea that that was a thing, that they were controlling the tension on different parts of the bridge. Bridges are very complicated, aren't they? Um, it's a complicated business. No wonder they need more engineers out there who knew that bridges were so complicated this is one of those things that I've never thought about this is why I'm not in charge of bridges Um, however uh, the man who's in charge of America uh, what he's good at is making up nicknames according to Marcus if you go to his Wikipedia pages of all his nicknames they're pretty good <laughs> Bernie Sanders, basically brain dead Bernie I mean, or cr- just, crazy Bernie. Surely we, surely we should be talking about the policies, not the name, nicknames he's got for people. But I know, yeah, but you know, people get bored of politics. If there's, if there's something they, they can do. grab onto, that's probably enough. <laughs> yeah, well, yep, no, you have a point there too. No. Nice to talk, Leon. Thank you. 19 away from 90 calls. Justin Trudeau, Justin from Canada. <laughs> Oh, he hasn't got a nickname for Jacinda. But yeah, wow. Chris Wallace, Mike Wallace wannabe. Um, yeah, he's funny. Don Lemon, Sour Lemon. 
Megan Kelly, Crazy Kelly. Chris Kumo, he calls Fredo. <laughs> he calls Meet the Press, Meet the Depressed. Yes, yeah, slight uh, correction there. He calls uh, Cuomo Fredo. That's a. Uh... Anyway, let's not get into that. I think Marcus was thinking about the chocolate frogs, and it's nothing to do with that. Um, yeah, he's good with the nicknames. Let's um, finish up with Kate Hawksby. Yeah, she she had a bit of a landmark moment a couple of weeks ago when she watched The Social Dilemma, and I think she's suddenly realised that the internet is dodgy. Even the way we type or move our mouse, apparently, is being tracked. I know there are lots of people who say, oh, who cares? I'm not purchasing weapons online or doing anything dodgy. Why would I care? But actually... You should care because it affects the way you navigate yourself online, what's presented to you, what sites you're guided to, what comes up in your search bar, what ads you see. There will be tailor-made ads for you. Your preferences may be sold to others who might target you with more specific advertising. There is hidden tech taking note of how you operate every time you hit the keyboard. The good news is, of course, there are privacy checks and you can get spy software and ad blockers that you can plug in to try to stop much of this. But the bulk of us probably wouldn't have the time or the inclination or even the know-how to do this. So we're basically putty in the net's hands, and especially when we're on social media. Yes, we can ask for better from these big platforms like Facebook and Google and Twitter, but don't hold your breath on them changing their business model. That ship sailed. We can take back our control by deleting many of these apps, but pretty much everyone's going to use Google at some point. So I guess for as long as we're relying on the net to give us information, we can also expect the net is going to be taking information off us too while we're at it. Is Kay Hawksby about to... Go Bush. Is she about to completely unplug and go and live in a log cabin in the mountains or something? I feel like I don't even know her anymore. I mean, she's still posting um, Instagram stories from the work lift every morning as far as I'm aware. I'm just not quite sure what's going on there. I wonder if she gets ads for lifts. I'm Glenn ZB. Uh, that has been News Talk ZB uh, for Wednesday. I'll see you back here again tomorrow. You'll find this on the uh, on the internet. Don't be afraid. <laughs>